0: It's the Stand On It Podcast. It's true. Uh, uh, stand on, stand on, yeah, stand, stand you gotta stand on it. Yeah. There means your words come and sit down. You gotta stand on it. If it's for certain less of a round. you gotta stand on it. Yeah. Open the curtain is going down. You gotta stand on it, cause I put my step on it. So you gotta stand, 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 stand. You gotta stand, darn it, you gotta stand, darn it, you gotta stand, darn it, you gotta stand, darn it. it, you gotta stand, 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 Me and one of my homeboys, we ain't had nothing to do. We just hanging out in the neighborhood. So we were like, hey, man, let's go to the park. Sound innocent. We stopped and got a couple brews, went to the park. Now, the park that we went to, that's not our neighborhood. But we knew that there are some nice looking women that be hanging out at that park. So, hey, man, we're going to the park, see what's up at the park. Me and him get to the park. There was some women out there, uh, and it's like, at the park, it's this picnic area. So, it's picnic tables that sits under this like metal awning type thing. So, we out there sitting on top of the picnic tables drinking brew, and I start seeing people pulling up, and I'm starting to see crowds of dudes pulling up and coming up. So we sit on the picnic tables. I got on a blue shirt. So I heard somebody yell out. Hey, fuck that nigga with the blue shirt on. So in my mind, I'm like, oh, I know he ain't talking to me. So he come back. Yeah, I said it again. Fuck that nigga with the blue shirt on. I'm talking to one of the females. She tells me, hey, you the only one with a blue shirt on. So, I got to go check his temperature. So, I'm like, hey, hey, what's up? Man, you don't be coming over here. It, he talking about the females. Swung out on me. And I, I give him props. Little nigga had a heart. Swung out on me. I'm 6'2", almost 6'3". He probably was 5'8", five, 5'9". Five, me and him get into it. There's a creek there. We fall in the creek. We fight. I got a blade in my pocket. It fell out my pocket into the creek. I couldn't get it. Next thing I know, I'm getting hit from behind. They jumping me. I look over my home, but he done came. He fighting with me. We just trying to get up out of there. Valuable lessons I learned. Number one, you don't go on somebody else's side of town messing with they women. You don't do that. Like... And I learned that way back then But I also that day And I keep shit real I got my ass whooped That day But you know why It wasn't that big of a deal We got get back You know why it wasn't that big of a deal was magnified Wasn't nobody around like they weren't putting it on the internet. I want not go be world star. That's the reason. What we going to unpack tonight. The results of this whole. Uh, Tyree Nichols thing. Is it boils down. To two reasons. It boils down to two reasons. A lack of accountability. The internet. It's a lack of accountability in the internet. See, if I would have been recorded that day and they would have showed me getting my ass whooped on the internet, my response probably would have been different. I'm going to just keep it real. I'm young. I thought, how the fuck old was I? Uh, 20? No, 17 maybe. Yeah, somewhere around there. But, yeah, I'm young. So my response, if this would have been a factor then, it probably would have been different. So let's fast forward a little bit. Now that I think about it, back in that time, again, I had to be accountable for that. I had no business over there. We were in our neighborhood just relaxing, peace, nothing going on. But we're going to go to somebody else's neighborhood thinking we tough guys. And not only that, the alcohol fueling us. Because remember I said we stopped and got a bill on the way. And I'm sure we were smoking too. I don't remember all the details. But I know I took an ass whooping that day. A good one. You know. But that's that accountability I'm talking about. Learn that lesson. So let's fast forward. We're going to get into our first video today. So... Al Sharpton, y'all know, many consider black leader, Reverend Al Sharpton, black leader. That's what many people consider him as. He spoke at Tyree Nichols' funeral. Let's look at the video. Well, Reverend Al, you don't understand. How are they going to keep crime down in the black community and at the same time not be tough and rough? Well, they do it the same way they do it on the white side of Memphis, and they keep the crime down without being rough and tough. How do you have the same department that can keep crime down on one side of town without beating folk to death, but you can't do it on the other side of town unless you feel that you can get away with it there? I can't speak for everybody in Memphis. I can't speak for everybody gathering. But for me, I believe if that man had been white, you wouldn't have beat him like that that night. <clears throat> so we're going to unpack a, a few things from this video. And I'm sure y'all see the people in the background, how they just attaching and holding on to every word. A lot of, amen. Yes, sir, pastor. You see them just smiling. So Al Sharpton feels, uh, they don't do the same thing on the other side of town. Uh, if he would have been white, they wouldn't have beat him like that, all of that. So let's, let's get into that. So when the George Floyd thing happened in 2020, you start hearing more and more people say, we need people to police us that look like us. Well, how did that work out? Al Sharpton. It was people that looked just like Tyree Nichols that was policing him. All right. So he's saying they wouldn't do that on in these other neighborhoods. There would be no need to put a Scorpion unit in those neighborhoods you speak of. There's a reason the Scorpion unit was in this neighborhood. So no. They wouldn't because they wouldn't even have a unit over there. There's not a need. That's the second thing. All right. I always was taught just by growing up around religion, just being around a lot of religious people, that the preacher's main goals should be to provide healing, comfort, and then also hope through truth. Healing, comfort, and hope through truth, right? That, that should be his main goal. So, in this moment, Al Sharpton found a way to tie race into that. He found a way to tie race to it. And he's no different from what a lot of the black leaders, activists, talking heads, they're trying to find a way to tie race to this, Right? Instead of the accountability. Remember I said at the beginning. There's two things that this boils down to. They want to mention all other things. Internet magnifying it. Lack of accountability. So. I say that to say. um, Al Sharpton's goal. At that point should have been to provide. Healing, comfort and hope. Through truth. Not through what you think. Not through your opinion. But through truth. So. Based on trying to add a racist element into it. Ask yourself this. You think God feels different if it's a white man versus a black man being killed? If you believe in God. Do you think he feels different? What color the person is who died? Don't take my word for it. Psalms 103, 13 and 14. As a father pities his children. So the Lord pities those. Who fear him? For he knows our frame. He remembers that we're a dust. Yeah. He pities. What does pity mean? It's a sorrow. A compassion you have. It's a feeling that moves you. Pity is what moves you. The feeling you get from having that sorrow. It moves you to want to comfort these people. So now let me ask you this. It says that God... As a father pities his children, so God also pities those who fear him. So in that moment, Reverend Al Sharpton, you went not moved with pity to comfort these people, to heal them, to provide them hope. But in that moment, you was moved to try and tie a racist element to it. You see what I'm saying? That's And that's why I give through such a hard time, not only because I grew up around religion, but because I see how they're blinding the, the minds of the people who are listening to them. Like you saw in the video clip, they holding on to every word, you know what I'm saying? Every single word. And then I want you to think about this, too. When I talk about accountability, Al Sharpton said, yeah, they wouldn't do that in the other part of town. And you done heard people come on and D.L. Hughley and all of these people uh, talk about it as an undertone for white supremacy. I just want everybody to stop and think about this. All of these were black men, right? Hot of hip hop right now is in Memphis, right? I think the youngest, the oldest one was 32, Some of them were as young as 22, 24 maybe. So, let me ask you this. Are you the same person 24-7? And some people say, I'm the same all the time. No, you're not. I'm not. Now, my morals and principles, those never waver. But I can't be the same all the time because I'm going into different environments. Think about animal instincts. Animals adapt to their environments. Things adapt to their environments. If you pour something in a glass, it adapts to the shape of the glass. So we ain't the same all the time. So when you're looking at the police, they're not the police all the time. They take their badge off at times. What communities do they go back to when they take these badges off? What kind of music are they listening to when these badges are off? What does their life look like during the day when these badges are off? What's their home life like when these badges are off? But now, these are the people that we're saying, hey, come in here and and this is what you got to do and get it right. I ain't making no excuses for nobody. But the same way we say we never know what somebody's going through, we don't. But I could tell you the culture they're in right now, man, just go do some research on Memphis. Look at the artists that's coming out of there. They put out some, some dope music, but the majority of it is destructive music. And so now you're embedded in this culture. you making a small cop salary. You seeing these rappers and, and street people riding around in these nice cars and flashing this jewelry. Now you might be at home and your old lady watching them on TV. Compliment how she liked them. Your kids listening to their music. And now you got to go out and make a cop salary. And you in your 20s. Keep it moving. So, Larry Elder, <clears throat> Larry Elder is a, is a uh, Republican. He has a conservative talk show out of uh, California. So, in 2020, when this happened with George Floyd, um, one of the things is it again try to be racialized. Um, President Obama, they came out and said some things. That was a tweet. Back then that Larry Elder put out, put it on the screen. He said, why racialize it, Mr. and Mrs. Obama? He hit them with the facts. In 2020, cops shot and killed 457 whites, 24 unarmed. Cops shot and killed 243 blacks, 18 unarmed. Yet, you never comment about the unarmed white people. Why is that? Why is a society are we just so and I'm gonna tell you exactly why. It magnifies everything a thousand percent. Because let me tell you, when you bring it down to a lower level, I grew up it's Newberry County, but the town I grew up in was Prosperity, South Carolina. It was very little that was prosperous about Prosperity, South Carolina. We had one stoplight for a long time while I was growing up. Small town, we had a Piggly Wiggly. Um, My parents, they did well. You know, we had a little bit of money. But in my area, in the town I was from, I saw some poor-ass White people. I'm talking about would come and ask my mom. Could she get something to feed her children? I saw this. I saw cops slapped around a white dude. I saw this. You know what I didn't see? I never saw any kind of misconduct on TV. Outside of when the Rodney King thing happened. Uh, and I was super young then. I don't even remember that. I remember it getting older because I saw it played. But that wasn't what I saw. That wasn't my experience. Probably the majority of you all, it wasn't your experience either. But now the Internet magnifies it, and it's, oh, this is happening to everybody. Oh, they're just killing black folk. No, they're not. The data don't support it. If we don't smarten up and eliminate this black and white thing, we never go get the way we need to go. You look at everything as a color. Everything is a color. Never can get where way, way we need to go. And then it'd be a lack of accountability. Just a huge lack of accountability. But then we want to we wanna say, oh, yeah, it's, it's systemic racism, you know, and, and there, you know why? And I think D.L. Hughley said this, and if I'm wrong, somebody correct me in the comments. I might be, because I didn't really, I'm not a D.L. Hughley fan, so I didn't really get into what all he was saying. But it was something to the fact, like, the example has been there because we see how white folks do it and get away with it, so we think we can do it. That's that lack of accountability I was talking about at the beginning too. Remember, two things, accountability, Internet. We got to fix that. So if we look at the example of what they're doing, why are we not following the example of them getting married at earlier ages? Their women not putting themselves out there being overly sexualized? Men not out here doing the things that they're doing? In their culture Killing each other Just promoting nothing but destruction Why we don't follow that example But see we pick and choose What examples we want to follow Or oh, I see them killing I want to follow that But you don't want to follow some real shit And that's why I don't I don't respect these people in the media That's why I'm trying to get y'all to see This is the content you need to tune into Cause I'm gonna give you that shit That's gonna make you think And I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to expose and reveal the programming they're trying to put you through. Like, follow all the examples that are positive. Don't pick and choose the negatives that you want to follow. It don't even make sense. But, again, let's take it a step further. When we look at, even around here, we have local activism. You know, And one of the activists that comes up a lot is Bruce Wilson. Now let me tell you the why I have a respect for Bruce. First off, because he do be out there. I ain't gonna take that from him. He he be out there. But Bruce, you you gotta you gotta know what you're talking about, man. You really do, because why you think these people keep quickly coming and putting the microphone in your face? If the media start getting away from you, you know you're talking that real shit. See, w- when I start doing what I'm going to do, they ain't going to want to come up and talk to me. they going to want to go the other way because I know my shit. So let me play this for you. we go going to break this video down. This was them talking to uh, Bruce. We ain't going to watch the whole video, uh, but here we go.
1: So Tyree Nichols also getting reaction here in the upstate. Today, a memorial was set up for the 29-year-old in downtown Greenville. And the people who passed it still have a lot of questions about the case. It's also reopened the debate on policing and policy. Fox Carolina's Arthur Mondale reports from downtown Greenville. Bruce Wilson the name some in the upstate know very well. But today, our conversation was different. It was about people getting active about legislation and culture.
2: <laughs>
1: At the intersection of Greenville's Broad Street in South Main, it's a night out as usual for some, but for Bruce Wilson, there's a wound to discuss that hasn't healed. Again, uh, sadly. Bruce Wilson is familiar responding with activism. In the summer of 2020, demonstrations in response to George Floyd's murder were daily. While I was involved with one a day. at at a minimum. Fast forward almost three years later, he set up a memorial for Tyree Nichols, a FedEx worker and avid skateboarder who died three days after confrontation with Memphis police officers in a traffic stop. We don't have those answers. Answers or solutions, according to people like Kathy Cawthorn, who stopped to offer condolences at the memorial while walking her dog.
0: I just can't believe what Americans are doing to other Americans. I mean... The police are here to protect us. They're not our military force. They're not here to weaponize and and harm us. Uh, Something's got to change in this country.
1: Both she and Wilson say it's a fatal reminder of public mistrust, as referenced in a statement by President Biden Thursday.
0: I think it's multifaceted. There's, There's many, many parts of this. I think it's culture. And then we love to point our fingers at other nations. Let's talk about this one. Something
1: else they think the nation should be discussing, legislation. And
0: I'm learning constantly
1: myself. There's a bill right now, George Floyd Act, that is, has been sitting in Congress ever since George Floyd was murdered. Nothing has happened with it. President Biden has called on Congress to send the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act to his desk. What would be the most substantial federally
0: ordered? All right, so <clears throat> now there's something I agree with. That Bruce said in here, we point our fingers at other nations. What about what we're doing? Absolutely agree with that, Bruce. Even the lady. We're killing Americans. Notice she ain't put no color on it. We're just killing Americans. i the not a black or white thing. And some of y'all going to say when you see the video, oh, because that's a white woman. I look at it as her mindset. Ain't about a color. It's Americans. Why are we killing Americans? The part I want to talk about, Bruce talked about legislature. The George Floyd Act. That came up after George Floyd was killed and people tried to talk about it then. But if you don't educate yourself on it, then that's the low-hanging fruit. you just like, oh, yeah, let's pass the George Floyd Act. That'll fix it. You know why the George Floyd Act has been sitting on the desk and because one of the biggest things in it is something called qualified immunity. You know what qualified immunity means? It means for anything that you deem wrong, you could just go sue the police and people might say, Oh shit. What's wrong with that? That's great. Yeah. Sue the police. That's that. What are you talking about? Why would that be something? That's not good. Let me show this. Look at the screen. Insurance policies in city and county budgets usually pay for judgments and claims. Jurisdictions hurting for cash may borrow money and issue bonds to spread out payments. Add bank fees plus the interest paid to investors and the cost pile up with taxpayers footing the bill for police misconduct. As COVID-19 devastates budgets nationwide, this could be a more frequent scenario. But see, if we just go out there talking and we not educating ourselves, we thinking, oh, this is the way to go. Bruce, what is this going to do to the community that you're trying to build up? You know how if uh, that law passed and they got this immunity in here, this clause? You know what that would do to a community if people just started, oh, I'm going to sue, I'm going to sue. Taxpayers. Taxes go up. The dollar ain't stretching like it used to. Hell, it already is stretched to capacity now. But see, we got to think before we speak or educate ourselves and know what's going on. They can't pass that law. Now, and I know y'all might be asking, well, <clears throat> you're saying a lot, but what's your solutions? Don't worry, I got you before this over. That's something my dad always told me. If you got a problem, make sure you, if you go bring me a problem, bring a solution. Got you. Don't worry about that. Um, But, again, that's what I'm saying. We have to make sure we're speaking from a place of, no, I understand why this George Floyd bill hasn't passed. I understand the ramifications It could have on the community See Those are the kind of people They are not going to put that microphone in their face And Again I respect Bruce for being out there And this is not to demean Bruce at all But there's a reason They keep talking to him Alright so Let's get down to solutions here But before we get into that Here's what y'all got to understand. And I put a little something out the other day for artists to understand. If you on that destruction, that kill, that drill, it's time for you to change your content. If the Rico case for YSL ain't enough, I don't know what else to tell you. But I'm about to give you some other facts of just where the world is about to head in the next couple of years. Just was how people are policed and the things that are gonna happen. Follow me. <clears throat> Everything right now is moving towards technology. Everything. Artificial intelligence. Everything is technology. 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 Cyber police. Cyber police. It's on its way. Some people say, oh, we got cyber police right now. Uh, Right now what we have, they call it internet security. I haven't given the name cyber police or internet police, but I actually did a Wikipedia search. And it is a thing that they have now for internet police. Look at the screen. Internet police is a generic term for police and government agencies, departments, and other organizations in charge of policing internet in a number of countries. The major purposes of Internet police, depending on the state, fighting cybercrime, as well as censorship and propaganda. Look at the last sentence. Fighting cybercrime. So they want to stop cybercrime. But it don't say fighting censorship and fighting propaganda. It says as well as censorship and propaganda. So what they're going to do, they're going to censor what could come out and going to use it to push their own propaganda. Why do you think they're pushing I've never seen a commercial that's been promoting off-market sites. Duck-duck-go. You seen that commercial? Private browsing. Browsing private. Look at your iPhone. Private browsing. Why? They know what's coming? Internet police. Hold on, that ain't it. Think about this too. I stumbled upon this, and hey, <clears throat> it is what it is. But after 2020, and when you get some time, research this and, and drop me a comment if you get to research and, and you find anything interesting you may want to discuss with me. But research how the police force was trained and who did the training in America. After 9-11 It's going to surprise you Just go look that up But anyway So After 9-11 What started happening And recently it became exposed There Started popping up Chinese substations Substations See what I'm doing Air quotes Substations These are really Chinese police stations That are popping up You might say Well what the hell Would a Chinese police station Be popping up for So Here's the other thing I found out So originally when these were discovered They said hey what what y'all doing Guess how it was Masked Oh we're putting these in place Because Since 9-11 there's such a long wait for our citizens to get visa paperwork and things like that updated. If we, ha- if we have our people over here, we can expedite that process. So I started looking further, like, are they allowed to do that? And the research I found said there's only two ways they can do it. They're breaking the law or the country know about it. It's become public knowledge. Look it up if you think... I don't know what I'm talking about. Now, watch how I tie all this together. The Chinese formed; they put these substations now across fifty-three countries. A couple years ago, they they joined with the Swedish task force. Their police, they drove their crime down. Form of martial law. So. Seeing these substations pop up. In a couple years, remember you heard it here first. As technology has advanced, and they know everybody has one of these in their hands. And they know everybody posting the drugs that they selling. They know they posting, where a at. They talking about the crimes they doing. We don't have to go out and hit the pavement no more. We just go police from behind the desk. But here's the other thing. We ain't going to have to hit the pavement no more. Because you're going to be restricted to when you can hit the pavement. The police are really about to become the lower level of the military. And martial law will be implemented. And you heard it here first. That's where everything is going. So, with that being said, <clears throat> Solutions. Told you I was going to have some solutions. Why don't we do insurance policies on these police officers that are dedicate, if you do some dumb shit, your policy paying that out. Like, standardize and make it something that has to come out of their paychecks. And if they have lower level incidences, it's the same if you go out here and have an accident. Your insurance go up. You was aggressive at a traffic stop. Nobody died, but you just you didn't follow protocol. Hey, that was an accident. Your insurance going up. Try that. People had a, a let's defund the police. And that became the saying: defund the police. So people who don't educate themselves think, "Oh, a defund the police? Yeah, let's take all the money for the from the police." You know how stupid that would sound. We're talking about we need people to police us that look like us. Think about if there were no police and it was just people who look like us. What's going to happen then? We've shown what happens when we do it, try and do it the right way and follow protocol. But I agree with it to a, a point. Yeah, defund the police. Tear it. What I mean is, hey, you, if... So let's say the budget in in a in a in a city is two and that's why it came up, because the budget is so lopsided. Some cities might have two hundred and fifty million that go to the police and they only got ninety million towards healthcare. That's way lopsided. So I get it when they talk about defunding the police. Because think about this. As taxpayers and that shit, yeah, it should make you mad. If we spending two hundred and fifty million on this, where's our return on investment? They're not getting any better. According to the shit that we keep seeing. so I get it. Defunded in tears. Hey, your precinct out of line. We taking ten million from y'all. Oh, your precinct did this. We taking this from that. Now incentivize it on the back end. Y'all got a clean record. You can earn this back. Defund it in tears. The other thing. When I talked about, remember I asked those questions, are people the same all day? So I asked, like, what do these people do when they're away? I recommend traumatic background checks. Not just a background check. Because they just run, oh, no, nah, they ain't in the, they not in the database, they good. No, no. Let's get some traumatic background checks going. And what I mean by that, was this person bullied in school? Look at their school records. Did they have any run-ins in school where they were bullied? Did they have any run-ins in school where they bullied other people? Do they have a history of fighting? Do they come from a family that has a criminal history? A criminal history In the family And if you look into these things You could start making Better decisions on who we're going to hire But the background checks need to be More extensive So I talked about it at the beginning That The internet Accountability uh, We want to look for somebody to blame Oh, it's, it's the white man. It's just feeding into the propaganda of this race race war that's just between. Um and ultimately all this stuff is is a distraction. But I want to share with you this last video. And it's a lengthy video. We're not gonna watch the whole thing. It's nine minutes. We're gonna watch about two minutes and something. But we go break this down as we get ready to get out of here. But let's check this video out. And it is Pierce Morgan. And he has a panel on here with him. Here we go.
3: Okay, so anti-blackness is baked into society here and in the
1: US, and black people are not impervious to that. And so what people fail to realize is so black people are second.
3: anti-black.
0: Yep, yeah, this exactly. So let me explain. It. I know which it's is very confusing. Nonsense. So let me explain it. Let me explain it, Piers. So what people fail to realize is that when black people have to contend with racism, they can end up internalizing it. And that can result in low self-esteem, self-loathing, and rejection of one's community. And when you combine those feelings, which as we know are also referred to as unconscious bias, when you have those feelings and they are compounded by hierarchy and power, it can lead to an individual abusing said power and projecting their self-hate onto another. And this is it's why, crazy. in my opinion, why we see black and white police officers killing more black people than we do whites. reason why is because of racism, which includes internalised racism, Pierce.
3: Right. I think that's complete nonsense. You would, me, because
0: you're a white man and you don't understand.
3: Exactly, it. I'm white, therefore no, my, skin color have, the my skin colour means I have... No, nothing I mean, to no do it, because you don't have My skin colour means I have nothing to do with it. All right, well, let me go to a black man and see if he's allowed to have a view. Zuby, what what's then? your view?
2: OK, so I agree with the first half of everything that was said there. I agree that the video was disgusting. I agree that this is an issue of training, and I agree that this is an issue of the human heart. I think that any attempt to put the blame on this in any way, shape, or form on racism or white supremacy or white people in general is absolutely ridiculous. I also think it's pretty degrading because this sort of idea stems from the notion that black people, black men, black women, that we do not have full agency and responsibility and therefore accountability for our actions and our words. We end up in these ridiculous situations where no matter the permutation, no matter what happens, even if there's not a single white person involved in the situation, in the Memphis police force, even the uh, the police chief is a black woman. The large percentage of the force is black and people are still trying to lean on this white supremacy is the answer and the reason for everything. And honestly, it's lame. And as someone who's lived my entire life as a as a black male, uh, certainly I've never been possessed by this sort of phantom of of white supremacy that's made me want to attack anybody, let alone another black person. And I think that we need to put the blame and responsibility squarely on the individuals who were involved well, in this. Agree. I completely agree. It's tragic I, that this young man yeah, died. I, yeah. I
3: completely agree. I mean, just to note some statistics about the Memphis Police Department that 65% of Memphis' are, uh, population is black. Mm-hmm. 58% of the entire police force in Memphis yeah, black. is black. Mm-hmm. The, the police chief black. was a black woman, yeah. right? Uh, and so on and so on. So you take all that in totality, you think, well, okay, well where is this institutionalised white supremacy coming from, given the institution is actually served predominantly by black people for a population that is predominantly black as well? So I don't get that point. The second point I make is this. I think there's a wider issue here. The demonization of the police in America, calling them all a bunch of vile racists, has led to many older, experienced, good police officers mm. who are not vile racists, quitting the force all over the country.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: And as a result, uh, in Memphis, for example, they had a massive reduction, 20%, between 2011 and 2017, of police officers. 20% of, went from the force. <laughs> And so to try and restore the numbers, they made it easier to become a police officer. They reduced the restrictions, reduced the qualifications. Two of the five officers involved in killing this poor young man went through that process in
0: that period. So I'm gonna stop it right there. You see all the emotion that came in from the sister who was speaking first? Oh, it's it's systemic racism, and when you have to internalize racism, I'm so tired of hearing that shit, man. I'm going to be real. We got to let that go. If you think about this as a black person, the majority of y'all are spending your life in two phases. The first half of your life, you're told and programmed that everything is a result of what white people did to you. The second half of your life, you're living under a ceiling that you've created for yourself Drowning in self-pity. I can't do this. I, You've just put the ceiling on over yourself. I can't do this. I can't do that. And just go back. Oh, it's the white man. Lack of accountability. And people fried me a couple years ago and I said, I don't believe racism exists. Because there is not one place that I have, have gone in my life. Why I was so, you can't come in here because you are black. Did people maybe look at me a certain way if it wasn't a place where a lot of us was? Yes. Maybe that would make them a racist. But it ain't racism because they can't stop what I'm doing. It's against the law. But we sit here and we lack accountability. And I was so glad that brother came in and said what he said. No. I'm not going to allow... I'm not going to go along with that. But see, it be that low-hanging fruit. And that's why I say, you got to come to this type channel to get this type content. They can't say this shit in the media. They got to go along to get along. And all they going to do is regurgitate everything that's being said. But I'm going to close out with this. You know why we can't fix our culture? See, coming up and. Give you a little background on me. Um, I've been to jail several times. Had a time I was looking at a lot of time. My sister did something smart she encouraged me to do back when I was in my 20s. Hated it. Didn't want to do it. Get your record expunged. Man, I ain't paying them people for that shit. You're young. Get it expunged. You don't want that over your head when you get older. I'm on five years probation. I'm driving to Greenwood every week. Peeing in a cup. And paying my money to my probation office. Got my record cleaned up. I don't know. And the reason I'm telling y'all this story. Is because I want y'all to understand. I'm not talking from a place of. Oh this is what I heard. No. I've been in there. I've woke up. And saw a nigga jacking his dick. Or a motherfucker taking a a shit. And and this is, or throwing shit. You even seen that? And I wasn't even in no prison. These are county jails I've been in. I've been locked up in Greenwood, Ory County, Lawrence. These are the places I've been in and seen this. Nothing about that appealed to me. So when I beat the charge, where well, I was looking at a lot of time, I made up of my mind then I ain't never going back here. That's not appealing. Remember at the beginning, the internet—it made jail look appealing now. What's the motivation for these kids not to go kill somebody if they see, boy, they on their cell phone in jail? What they cooking a set up in jail? They even got challenges now on TikTok. People coming out of jail or people who ain't never been to jail making a setup. Just programming, magnifying everything like it's cool. Give you another example. YNW Melly. Rapper? I like some of his music. But the majority of his music is destruction. He's on trial right now for allegedly killing two of his friends. Well he's in jail waiting to go to trial But see Y&W Melly He'll release a pic on his IG With the You you know the pose they doing Showing the grill and the teeth And you see inmates behind him Like he just living life And they oh boy Y&W Melly in there He chilling You see Pooh Shiesty on the phone He chilling They having fun in there What about them letters they wrote did y'all pay attention and read those? We in deplorable conditions. I miss my mama. I been locked up during Christmas. I can't get no visits. I'm in the holding cell. They not gonna tell you that shit and magnify that. They gonna show you niggas rapping in jail. Phones. Cooking. Hanging out. I'm telling you. The shit that I've experienced, again, my perspective. That ain't nowhere. You got to have a certain kind of mindset to be like, this is where I want to be. We got to stop allowing this internet and these people to glorify this type of stuff, mislead the youth. Then as a result, these are the people we put in the communities. And say, police these people, but you can't even police yourself. So, again, the internet accountability, manage both. <laughs> hey, so appreciate you tuning into the show. Make sure you like. Um, Subscribe, turn your notifications on Drop me comments Uh, I respond to all the comments as quickly as I can Been having a lot of good interactions Been meeting a lot of good people who kind of have some of the same thought processes that I have Um, Really enjoying doing this show Keep in mind, the video portion of the show drops every Thursday on YouTube So again, have your notifications turned on so you know when it's going to drop the audio episode drops every Friday on the major streaming podcast platform. So make sure you tune in to the audio if you don't have time to sit down and look at the video. Uh, again, I'm gonna keep bringing you this type of content. The mainstream media not gonna do that. These people who wanna get along to get uh, the, the go along to get along, they not go tell you what's real. They just go recite and regurgitate the programming. Come here if you wanna hear that real shit. It ain't gonna be sugar coated. It's going to be dealing with factual information, not the low-hanging fruit. We're going to talk about it from a little bit deeper level, and then we go apply it to what's going on today. Till next time, it's true. Give me your words,
2: come
0: and sit down, you got to stand on it. Cause certain as if around You gotta stand on it Open the curtain, it's going down You gotta stand on it Cause I put my step on it So you gotta stand, 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 stand You gotta stand on it You gotta stand on it
1: You gotta stand on it You gotta stand, 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 stand